Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Questions podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Questions podcast. A little bit strange today. We've had a weird day here, uh, but we are going to pull off the quickie podcast between Zach Carlson and myself, Tim Fitzgerald. Uh, Ryan Gilbert is back from Arizona, but collecting his senses. Actually, in truth, uh, we need to do this quickly, and I have to edit a lot more with three than two. So I kicked him out. I said, you're not welcome. And he cried. He cried a lot, but that's okay. I mean, that's what you get for working for a mean boss. Sometimes I make you cry, don't I, Zach? Yes, Yes. that is true. That's it. Um, Lots of tears. I don't like your hair. I think your hair is bad. (laughs) Uh, We're sponsored by The Fridge. Get into The Fridge whenever you're in Manhattan. Make sure you use that app. Thank you, Daphne, for shaking in the middle of that read. Hey, uh, you know, it's going to be kind of slick when you're coming into town. You can now do the app, get your order ready, pay for it, pull up, and they'll throw it in your car, and you can go on to the stadium. You don't even have to go into the store now. Download the Fridge app. I've had it now downloaded on uh, Google Play and now the iTunes, whatever the Apple store is, and uh, it's pretty slick. It's pretty nice. Currently have wrestling dogs in the office with me. It's not working out well <laughs> at all. Hey, guys, uh, we're trying to do a podcast. Zach, Zach and I are doing a podcast, and uh, I don't want you guys to wrestle. Well, they're not listening to me. Thank you, Daphne. <laughs> Man, I, I need my studio back. I need it back badly. This segment's sponsored by our friends at Tanner's. Please go to Tanner's, support them, but do so wisely. Do so socially distanced and uh, make sure you're smart about how you go about things. Because let's start right there, Zach. We've had a little outbreak, and it's not a little outbreak. We They've announced today that Julie Gibbs from the Raleigh County Health Department announced that the KDHE, the Kansas Department of Health and Environment, has announced two major outbreaks in Manhattan, one related to the football team and one related to Aggieville. I would guess they probably overlap, that they kind of tie together, <clears throat> same kind of I'd crowd. Agree. And But uh, what did she say, 30 cases in the last few days? Um, yeah, I think 30 cases for Aggieville yeah. and then 14 for the football team. And those aren't necessarily combined in that sense. They probably, you know, on the surface, they probably do combine. But, you know, officially, those are kept separate. That's a lot of cases for what Manhattan has had. There's only two hospitalizations, and that's really the key here. But I'm under the belief that some of these 
cases are not asymptomatic. They may not be bad enough to be hospitalized, but they are being quarantined, and hopefully these people are paying attention to the quarantine rules and not further spreading it in Manhattan. I'm very, very concerned that this will get into communities that will be greatly affected in terms of people that at much more risk than those on the football team or working and going to Aggieville. Please be careful. Please wear a mask. I know a lot of you are offended by that, but um, if it helps in the slightest, it helps. Uh, and this is a very situation, very serious situation for a lot of people. So, um, Zach, I'm I'm kind of impressed with how Gene Taylor's handled this. He's been very proactive. He, he's been completely transparent. He has let everyone know everything going on at all times. And once it got obvious that this was getting bad, he just shut it down, man. He said, you know what? We're not going to do football for two more weeks. We're just going to shut down. It's probably not best for the football program in terms of wins or losses, but it sure as hell is best for the community and the football players in terms of health. I mean, absolutely. I think I'm pretty sure that all of the, the MLB spring trainings that had positive tests last week, I think they shut down uh, before K-State did on Saturday. So I think that, you know, when you have 14 cases like K-State does and you're seeing facilities that might have three, four, five or six cases, you know, a lot less than what K-State has completely shutting down and sanitizing everything. I think that you have to do it. If, if you're going to be transparent, you know, each time, you know, you get new cases, like we've gotten releases all week, you know, it's at two, four, six, 14, whatever it's at. Um, I think that when other, you know, sports organizations are being transparent and saying, Hey, we're shutting down at this number. I think that that kind of sets the bar and you have to follow suit there. So I think K-State shutting down with 14 positives was the right case. Man, it's it's scary stuff. Uh, I know we'd like to think that all these healthy people can get it and then maybe have immunity to it. But we also recognize that um, they're getting it because they're not having good social practices. Um, and you mentioned it um, while well, we've already recorded it. So I'm kind of stealing from a podcast that hasn't aired yet. When we taped the overtime earlier that uh, you had gone to Aggieville and nobody was observing any rules. Bars were more crowded than they should have been, and people were crowded up next to each other. Not surprising that a bunch of cases came out of Aggieville. If you're in close quarters inside with a bunch of people, people are going to get sick. If there's one infected person, there will be a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, being in Aggieville a couple weeks ago, um, cause I had been out previously, you know, I went out to a restaurant and had a nice dinner on a weeknight and it wasn't crowded at all. You know, everything was, you know, eating out on a patio, socially distanced, you know, it was fine. And I figured that would be the same case. Uh, but once everything kind of started ba opening back up and everything was open, no restrictions on closing, um, you know, having to close before 2am. Um, I think that it, it was kind of eye opening for me. And once I made it home, I kind of regretted going out. And I, I certainly won't be enjoying Aggieville at, at any time soon. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't feel safe. And while I'm not really at risk of, you know, having anything serious happen to me, it still is a very serious situation. And you really shouldn't try getting it if you can't. Right. I mean, I, I know that people in your age group aren't, really that at risk with this. In fact, there's some indications that maybe this isn't even as dangerous for your group as the you know regular flu, but boy, there will be people that still get sick. There have been young people with 
no underlying conditions that have died from COVID or have been damaged by COVID. Uh, and that's really probably the bigger concern that permanent lung damage could be suffered. <clears throat> but uh, just be safe out there, people. Be respectful. Be uh, look out for each other. That That's really all I'm asking is that we look out for each other. We're kind of in this together. This isn't about the government demanding you do things. Demand we do it for each other. Um, and uh, let's hope we get through this with as few as deaths as possible. Um, but anyhow, that's it. I pontificated about that, but I'm sure we got some questions from Wabash Station that will take us further into it. And, Zach, bring them on. We got a few questions from KNED here. Uh, with health officials in Ames begging for no fans at games for Iowa State, uh, adding one more piece of negative COVID news, is it time to end the speculation and schedule a nine-game conference-only season starting in March with college football playoffs starting Memorial Day weekend for, like, 2021? That's what this would be, obviously. I don't think it's a bad idea. I, I just – I don't know. I mean, that – I thought the news out of Ames was pretty shocking that their their health department's recognizing that most of their cases are coming out of the type of environments that will be seen at a crowded sports event, even if it's 50% crowded, that people will be around each other. They'll stand in lines for bathrooms, for for nachos. They'll line up in the aisles to get to their seats, even if they're sitting distantly. Someone might cough a row over and the wind will carry it. You, you don't know everything you're into with this. Um, and not having crowds will greatly cut down on the risk, not just for fans in attendance, and I've been emphasizing this, the risk for legal exposure for the universities. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. These universities are going to look at things and say, we can't risk this. We can't do this. We can't. Uh, we're, we're, you know, the dogs are going to participate in the podcast today, and I think they're determined to do so. I'm not. We're taping this at 5:54. I'm not sure why the mailman is just arriving, but he's having an obviously crappy day. But the dogs are supervising him. Um, I'm not. I did. I was stunned by that, and I think uh, I won't be surprised if Riley County does the same. We've seen what happens when people get together. Please don't get together at the football stadium. It'll be bad for sports, but if that helps us get to actually having football we can watch on television, that is better than none at all. And I guess that's that's my selfish take. It's about me. I know you can't go to the game, but at least we can watch it on TV. I still think that it's too early to suggest you know moving it to March. I mean, it's it's a nice conversation to have, and I absolutely entertain the idea. I, I love the idea of you know playing in spring and you know, if you have to, but if you make that announcement now, I mean, we're still nine months away from March. I mean, that's, that's a long time to go without sports. I mean, I know it, it sucks seeing what, you know, the situation is now and what it could be in three months, but at least there's still a little bit of hope for the season. You know, we need the hope that we can see football. We've been without sports for over three months now. You know, some sports are finally getting back. You know, you got NASCAR, which, you know, it's a motorsport, uh, not really a, a ball sport. But, you know, baseball, finally, gonna, they're probably going to be the first uh, first major league back. Uh, you got soccer back uh, across the world. You've got KBO. So there's, there's still kind of some sports. But until something on American soil is back, you know, you kind of need the hope 
that you'll be able to see this, but the logistics of college football are going to be extremely tough if the situation doesn't improve and doesn't improve quickly going into the fall. Yeah, I can see his point when we get into, you know, August and it becomes clear. We just can't keep it yeah. guys healthy. We need to I, – I think that would actually be a really good suggestion. Just move it off to the spring, delay basketball to the second semester, and hope that it gets you further down the road where treatments and or a vaccine come into play. I don't know. Next question is from KNED. Uh, don't colleges need to make the final call soon for football and classes for fall? Regardless of opinions, we need to know what the plan, what to plan for. Uh, looking, locking people into leases and tuition with the prospect of online classes is bad. Yeah, I don't think if I was a student, I'd be committing to the fall yet. Even though they're making plans, K-State, if you missed it, has announced that you will have to be wearing a mask on campus, whether you're out walking between classes in a classroom or a faculty member in a building, if you're not able to be socially distanced by at least six feet for extended period of time, they're going to ask you to wear a mask. Uh, I'll be the first to say that's miserable. It sucks. It stinks. I, I'm uncomfortable doing it, and I know it's bad, but you're going to have to find a way to grow some comfort or tolerance for it because it's just what's coming, at least for the future, until we can get this under underhand a little bit, um, under control. I know some of you believe it doesn't work, but again, I come back to this. If it doesn't work and I've made you wear a mask, you know, if I'm forcing you to wear a mask, I'm, I apologize for inconveniencing you. If you're right, uh, if you get your way and nobody wears masks, but it would have worked, you might have killed someone. So I, I just, let's err on the side of caution here and, and do this the right way. Um, I can't remember where we're going with the question. I'm just talking, Zach. I'm doing a good job just talking. Yeah. If, if masks don't work, ask your dentist or your surgeon the next time right. you're seeing him, hey, don't wear the mask. We don't need it. Right. It's not, you're not going to infect me. You know? and, and I keep but hearing, well, viruses just, are too small. Well, viruses don't travel on their own. They travel in something. You know, they, they, a cough, your liquid usually expels it. And so if it stops the the particle of your spit from traveling, it'll stop what's inside of it. That's the point. Yeah. But, yeah, moving on with that, I mean, I think that colleges should absolutely make a call by Ju they, they have a week. July 1, they need a plan. And if there's going to be no classes, they need to say so. They need to say, hey, we're going to go online again. You know, it sucks, but we can't have this spread. Um, either that or say we're, we're going for it. You know, if we have an outbreak, so be it. And that's a bad uh, legal perspective for the university or any university to take. But when you think about the money, I'm not if – I, if I'm a K-State student and I'm going to take online classes, I'll go do it at Barton or whoever else, Highland, whoever else has online classes, which I did for a couple in, in college. You know, it's – you can get the same learning experience for like two thirds of the price. Right. It's you know it's it's easy to to do online classes from somewhere else, and you're not restricted to doing it through K State, and you can transfer your credits over. So if I if I was a student, that's what I'd be looking into. But if you're if you're a university, you absolutely 
need to figure out a way to get people on campus. And I think K-State announcing, hey, you guys have to wear the masks. You know, that's just going to – if you want to be on campus because we need you on campus, um, the masks are going to be required. That will be compulsory. I mean, it, it makes sense. Agreed. I think that if, if there is no – on the other hand, if there is no – classes or in-person classes i think there's a lot of landlords that need to release students from the leases i know that it's a legal document and you can enforce it all you want but i don't think that if if there's any landlord in town that holds students to leases that there will be no classes to you know to live on campus or to live in manhattan if 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 K-State is saying, hey, don't don't even bother coming to Manhattan. We're going to do everything remotely. I think that any of those companies that say, hey, you're, you're locked into your lease, they will not be in business for very long. Someone else will come in and do business. I think that, mm-hmm. that would be a bad look. I agree. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Another question from K-Ned. How can you say fan attendance is unsafe, but campus housing is just fine all at the same time? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, really, think about the ramifications for just how you feed the students. Because a lot of those places, they're not really buffets, but they're set up similar to that. You know, they're serving stations. I there's so many moving parts to this, Zach. I'm, yeah, it's overwhelming. But if you look at it from a business standpoint, they've got to do everything they can to be open for business as a university, or they're in deep crap. They're in so deep a trouble financially because <clears throat> kids won't enroll online. They just won't. They'll say, you know what, I'm just going to skip this semester. I'm going to take a semester off and maybe next semester and maybe I'll take a few online classes from someone else. But there's no reason to take a full load of courses um, if I'm doing it online learning. And if you're going to do online learning, um, is there another university you want to go to? Because now you're not tied to your local university. It's mm-hmm. There's so many things here that are just very, very strange. And I, I'm worried about the business, the fiscal wellness of all these institutions and what might come on the other side of this. Um, and you know, honestly put, now if we're talking about no fall sports, no sports all next year, I worry about us as a business. Mm-hmm. And, and all the other businesses in Manhattan with no students, what happens to the bars and restaurants and and any other store? Or you mentioned the landlords. I think banks will be defaulting on loans. You know, people will be defaulting on loans. Banks will be foreclosing on properties. And wow, what a financial and business crisis for America to come out of this. Exactly. And I think that schools are finally finding out that charging students 10,000 plus a year or at some schools, even a semester for room and board is unsustainable. The college experience quote unquote uh is is going to end very quickly if there is no school students are finally figuring out that it's just not going to be worth the money for what you can get online elsewhere right 
it's just not going to be worth it. These, you know, these brand new nice dorms, you know, even even the dorms that aren't new or aren't nice, they still charge an arm and a leg for them. It's the, the college experience is. I think it's it could be ending if if classes do not return to campus this year. No one's going to buy in. I agree. I totally agree. Last question here before we take a break from Kane Ed. Should college football pull a baseball move and use COVID revenue losses as an excuse to expend, expand the playoffs? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to generate more revenue is have more valuable playoff games. Uh, it's I don't know how baseball is going to do it. I don't. I mean, because you're going to be with yeah. each other in the locker room, yada, yada, yada. Maybe we talk about the 40-man roster. The 40-man roster might be with you. If there's no AAA baseball, you might just have your 40-man roster in your own camp all the time, ready to, you know, they'll be in Kansas City working out because they your roster might be really fluid. You might have five guys in quarantine, and you have to get five guys to come in to play. I don't know how they're going to do it. I hope they get to do it. I, I need some, I need some sports other than golf, soccer, and NASCAR. I need it. Formula One comes back next week. I need some sports other than golf, <laughs> soccer, and racing sports. I need, I need, and what I'm basically saying is all the sports I enjoy don't involve social distancing. You know, you need to have physical contact. You need to get in there and slam into each other like real men, Zach. That's what I'm trying to say. Let me expel my viruses and spit onto you in the process of healthy competition. That's what I want. That's really what I want. That is disgusting. And I mentioned this before the podcast with, with you, Fitz, but it'd be interesting to see if any conferences tried pulling off a bubble structure for their their regular conference regular season like let's take the big 12 for example let's say you split them up into two five team divisions and then everybody played each other twice so there's eight games in each division and then you could have both of those winners play for the championship and they go to the playoff or if you expand it um you know you could have a shoe in there you know you could do the same thing across all the conferences i mean it'd be a little hard with 14 teams doing some of the math there but you could make something happen that's similar and let's say that you know a team in inside the bubble becomes infected um and they have to cancel games just treat it kind of like the world cup or like the olympic basketball or hockey points per game um, you know, give two points, three points for a win, one point for an overtime loss. You know, figure out a way, you know, that you can quantify wins without necessarily having an equal number of games. And you could you could average it out for point per game. Um, that would be one way to kind of create a championship that would be somewhat fair and give us football. But See, I, I'm now beginning to think you're all part of the coronavirus conspiracy. You are attempting to assimilate our football into your football. You want us to become more I, like soccer. And as a damn American, I say no. Well, I did say hockey there. Oh, I missed that. I wasn't listening to you. 
there's there's hockey in there. There was Olympic basketball, yeah, which the United States dominates in. Okay, you can you can do points, you can do groups. I think it would work. And it, it cre- I mean, really, what the points does is it creates the the solution to the problem of what do you do if you have to cancel a game, and how would that affect uh, who who you crown as champion for that division. So I think that that's a reasonable solution there. Um, or you could do that. You maybe just stick everybody. The NCAA just does a random draw, maybe not a random draw, but kind of a regionalized draw and you don't have any conferences. And then you just do a whole bunch of leagues like that. And then you have an expanded playoffs that way. Who knows? I mean, you could have a whole bunch of fun. I know. I mean, what do you do with the Notre Dames and, those kind of places that yeah. want to BYU that want to participate. Do you, do you offer them an opportunity for the year to be in one of your groups? You know, Hey, we're going to have four, whatever, three groups of whatever, four. I don't know. Zach, I got confused. I, I need to, I need to gather myself. Is there a way we could take a, like a break in the show? Is that permissible? Yeah. Where we could like, we stop, could take a break, stop and like have Tom Martin or, highly talented voice guy talk right here and say we'll be right back stay locked in the power cat podcast we'll be right back okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. We're back on the PowerCat podcast. We uh, COVID all over ourselves. It was like a COVID vomit in the first half, just down the front of our shirt. That's the kind of uh, visual imagery you receive only from the PowerCat podcast. Speaking of barfing, don't drink so much that you barf, but if you do drink, go to the fridge. They get some of the worst reads out of their trade agreement with us, and yet I feel like they could be effective. I think that was an effective read, and yet not very good. Hmm. You still there, Zach? It sounded like you fell yeah. into a hole. That no, I'm still there. I think that the reads do work because we mention Blockbuster every once in a while, and then we'll hear back from them. So yeah, that's uh, true. You know, they work. That's true. So, die hard on VHS. Die hard on VHS, and uh, go into the high low. They are open. And uh, don't get crowded in there. It's kind of a smaller place. Give everyone a little distance and say, I want a slice of that pizza pie that Fitz always talks about. And you can get one slice. It's like being in New York, but you're in the Little Apple, the high-low. Now, that was not a bad read. Damn. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. 
I'll be damned. I want to retire on that. That's it for the podcast. Well, let's take some questions. Let's not just do the read and call it good. Uh, okay, we got the next wave of questions. May not yeah. be a whole lot here, but bring it on. From Katja Cat, with K-State football activity shut down until July, what is your prediction for a complete schedule or a, a complete football schedule for five, this season? Five, 10%. I was going to say five, 10%. I think there'll be a, we'll run into a problem with the North Dakota or Buffalo, one of those where they'll decide not to play. I think all the major, if, if possible, all the major Power Five programs will play. That's that's I such agree. an unknown. I mean, there may not be any way to keep enough players healthy, or I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I think if someone ends up dying from COVID, even if it's not a player, but someone with related related to the program, I think we're in trouble with everything being called off. And we get into the winter months. If COVID comes back, we're in trouble again. Uh, there's a, so yeah. many un, unknowns here, but uh, I think the biggest, the I think the greatest possibility, let's put it that way, is that one of the smaller programs, like the Mac says, we're not playing football this year. We're not doing it. Or you know, yeah. Or certain FBS schools say, no, we 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 can't keep enough guys healthy, and we don't have the protocols or ability to test everyone often enough. It's too much legal exposure. I think we'll see smaller schools back away from football. I think that, you know, I think that saying starting conference play in September, you know, into September, or maybe they just redo the entire schedule and try playing eight games over 16 weeks, you know, uh, just trying to be safe and play as much football in as much of a time frame as possible. Um, could be a possibility. Another possibility I could see is, you know, maybe the schedules are all off the, you know, all thrown out and then you just pick opponents that are healthy, you know, just on the fly Hmm. scheduling. Um, not ideal, but if K state and Oklahoma state were supposed to play and somebody got coronavirus on Oklahoma state and they were ruled out, you know, K state's looking for an opponent. I mean, it's kind of like the, the hurricane games, uh, how at the end of the season, you know, people are just trying to find opponents. Maybe something like that happens where you're just trying to find games against anybody. I don't know, man. So, I don't know. You know I mean, be... it's. I'm hopeful. Hopeful we get it. Yeah. I'm really hopeful they get in a full conference season. And I'm hopeful the SEC realizes, hey, we need to play a full conference season. We'll go ahead and play nine this year. Like a real damn conference that isn't scared of playing each other. I said it louder so that people yeah. down south could hear. I don't know if it worked. That's good. They need, need to hear that. I know. Uh, also from Concha Cat, what makes a season fair when teams have different health restrictions, or will the 2020 season have asterisks on it if it happens? Oh, I think we'll always look back at this. I saw a great tweet about how bogus baseball is going to be um, with 60 games and it's nonsense. It's stupid. You're playing with the DH, totally different rules in the national league. Doesn't make sense. Unless my team wins a world series, then it all counts. And that's why yeah. I think people will be with college football. Uh, you know, when a major program gets a bunch of COVID cases and as I say, Alabama goes six and six, they're always going to use that, you know, and it's realistic that, Hey, this was a weird year. There was pandemic and yes, uh, we know that Towson State's the national champion, but it was a weird year. 
thousand states. I could be the national champion. Uh, <laughs> that was a weird school to have pop randomly into my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, someone. This could be the year that a random school like a Kansas State stays healthy. They managed their COVID. They took that break, and everyone stayed healthy through the year. And they rattled off a bunch of wins. And by God, they get in the playoff and won. Now everyone will kind of chuckle at that. But Kansas State would run that banner up in a heartbeat, and they would call themselves national champs for the rest of time. So it uh, it all just depends, I guess. You know, it depends on yeah. your perspective. I think that, uh, you know, the MLB season, I think that, yeah, a lot of people will see it as a farce, but it's going to be a fun farce. Mm-hmm. 60 games and 66, ga- 66 days. That's going to be so much fun. I don't care who you are. That is going to be the best 66 days of baseball that we've experienced, I kinda, in my opinion. I kind of wish they would do it like the old you know, days where they just traveled from town to town playing on the local fields. Oh, my God. We got dog- <laughs> Now we got all three dogs wrestling in my... Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, shut up. So, yeah, I don't know. What a mess. This podcast is a mess. This day's been a mess. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I um, it's going to be a blast. It really is. But keeping guys healthy, keeping enough players on the field. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how it's going to work. And and again, I think there'll be the way organizations are set up. The wealthy will be able to. The New York Yankees and the Dodgers and those kind of organizations will survive this because if you get into their AAA or they have to go find players to buy, they're going to be better off than then the Kansas City Royals of the world that don't have a very deep roster and their 40-man roster gets pretty weak. Yeah. I mean, the Royals do have a, a lot of decent prospects coming up now, but are they too young right. is another thing. And they're, they're sitting around right now. They're not playing baseball. So, I mean, same with the pros, but at least the pros are, you know, the, the, ma- the major league guys are, are established guys. How many times um, someone pointed this yeah. out? How many times at the at the All Star break has someone shocking been like a, a you know maybe in in the lead of their division or a game or two out and then are twenty games out by the end of the year? Now that All Star turn will be the end of the year. You know who knows who you're going to end up with. You you stay healthy and get the right mix of guys that really play well for forty of the sixty games. Man, you can steal a spot in the playoffs really quick. It's going to be yeah. It's like the lightning round of baseball. By God, that's what it is. We're going to call this season the lightning round. Go ahead. Uh, what's your name, Rob Manfred? Man, Earth Band. Yeah, that's what we're going to call this. That was a really dated joke right there. Uh, from your mama, if there's no college basketball, or excuse me, if there's no college football this fall, what will the NFL draft look like? I'll, I'll list these off and we can go back through them. What will the NFL draft look like? Will seniors be granted an extra year of eligibility? And will Justin Hughes be eligible for <laughs> retirement before he graduates? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, I don't worry about the NFL. That's not my thing. They'll figure that out. Guys can go. Yeah. The, the NFL will. You know, they'll figure out who they want to draft. But yeah, I don't think that anything will change. Yeah, with the NFL draft, I think that if they've 
with how many mock drafts you can make right before, like right after, you know, this year's draft, I think that NFL teams are completely fine with being able to figure out who they want, who's going to be good. Yeah. I don't think that there's that much football that they'll see this year, even if it's a shortened season that would change their minds on a lot of guys. My, my interest here is the college game. If you do get your eligibility back, well, do you get more scholarships or do you not have a recruiting class? Is the incoming freshman punished here because the seniors didn't leave? Or do you get to go up to 95, 105 guys, whatever it is, yeah. and for a year and accommodate the ex- – and how do you pay for that? Right. I don't, I don't know. And uh, I do think this is going to be a hell of a story when Justin Hughes is the first college football player also dry, uh, also uh, getting Social Security. So the rest, the wrestling's back. Hey guys, wow. you just want to be on here. Oh, get, God dang it. Don't dogs are bad at podcasting. That's, that's my hot take for this week. This podcast has been a mess because the dogs aren't good at it. I think answering the senior question, I think that yes, they should be granted a year of extra eligibility. They should keep their scholarships. But I think that the incoming freshmen should absolutely get their right. their scholarships as well. And I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast talking about spring sports and baseball and, you know, whatever else. I think what you have to do is divide scholarships by four and then add, you know, add whatever that result is to your total number of scholarships. So, you know, if, if you're at if you're at 80, let's say I know it's not 80. I know I'm close, but 80 is a very divisible number by four. Uh, so you get 20 extra scholarships from 80, that's a hundred scholarships. Um, so, you know, I think that that's, that would be the fairest way to do it. You don't screw the seniors out of their last year. Um, they can play, they can, you know, stay, but you also don't screw the freshmen out of coming in and starting on scholarships. So I think what you have to do in my opinion is a one year extension of, of seniors, and make it proportional to whatever, you know, whatever your normal scholarships are divided by four. And that's what you got. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then Justin Hughes might be 30 by the time he plays the senior season. Who knows? That's right. He'll have a, he'll be the first college player with a artificial hip. I don't know. Well, he beat Brandon Whedon (laughs) for being old. (laughs) The world will never know. Oh, um, last question of the podcast from Ema Wildcat eighty two. It's not COVID related, so here oh, we go. Bummer. With all of the discussion of the next basketball players to have their jerseys hoisted into the rafters, which he personally hopes is Ed Neely, which football players should be included in the Ring of Honor? <laughs> I can hear the dogs. It's amazing. It's, what, this is this podcast is a mess. <laughs> Which football players should be included in the Ring of Honor next since <laughs> since we have a fresh facade to fill the south end zone? Man, I read that. Does Ugh. he does he have any names listed cuz I can't pull people out? I mean, I hope Well, if you've been in the threads on Wabash, you got uh Tyler Lockett. Absolutely. Pretty, yeah. Pretty easy Colin Klein perhaps. I think Nick Lecky was put in there. Um, Jeff Kelly, I believe. I think that was kind of the main four. I'm all if for. I remember it. off the top of my head. I'm all for. You know, pretty, uh, you know, that's a pretty good class. Surely they can uh, go back in time and find someone that belongs up there, other than Verl Schweitzer and Gary Spaney. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's got to be someone from the 1910 team or in the 1950s when K-State was fairly good that that they can put up on the – that deserves it. I don't know. They don't have the stats to back it up maybe. I'm not sure. The dogs have now left, and the podcast is over. Uh, Wow. That's – this – folks, you have sampled my day right here. Just this kind of uh, chaos that we just – we just called it good. A, a real guy would go back and edit everything and make this sound much better, but I'm done. I'm done for the day. <laughs> I've, I've had a day, and uh, it's, it's been a day. And I'm going to try to get done with this to move on with the day so I can go to sleep and have another day. That's yeah. all I got to say. This podcast is over. We're sponsored by The Fridge. Thank you to uh, the High Low and Tanners for being our segment sponsors. We'll be back next week with another great podcast. Well, uh, hopefully a great podcast. I'm not going to call this great. And we do have an overtime on Friday that will have a better sense of, of structure than this one. Now figure that out. If you listen to the overtime, that one will be more organized than this one. It's a shame. It's a shame. And the dogs are back. We're out of here. You've been listening to the Power Cat Questions podcast presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.